fired up. The snap, the put down, the swing of the leg. It is on its way. It is good! Cincinnati wins the American Championship! Cincinnati, a 20-point win tonight in Kansas City. Cincinnati is legit. Welcome to the national scene, Wes Miller and the Cincinnati Bearcats with the win. And guess what? The Joe Burrow era is just beginning. Welcome back. There's another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. Don't act like I was the only one who had issues during the pre-production on that entirety. We might lose Ed here in a second as he fades back into this. Like, <laughs> I got to turn this thing off. Oh God! Your voice again, man. He, switch back. No, it's still you're still oh on a hard tune. You're you're on your RPG. Are we there back? There you go. Hey. Good lord. We did I feel, it. I feel not so bad about not being able to find the mute button now. Uh it is another episode Something. of Pardon Punctuation. I am Aaron Smith, as always, joined by my co-host, the self-proclaimed best producer in the city, showing uh that he may be a little rusty today. Uh Ed Mayhall and that was all on StreamYard. That was not on me. Sure. And okay. Jeff Howell. The Hola. co-host of the newest, most popular Sunday morning show, Sweeping Cincinnati by Storm, uh, the Bearcat Brunch. Bearcat Brunch. It's going well. We're yeah. three, we- three weeks in. I think people are enjoying it. I mean, either that or they're, uh, maybe Chad's going in and deleting all the negative comments off of... Uh, the, <laughs> not deleting uh, them off uh, of Aaron's uh, nightcaps, uh, I can tell you that. <laughs> not wrong. Zing. No, I think it's going really well. Uh it's a lot of fun. So little Chad realizes I don't really know what I'm talking about and kicks me off, I guess. I, I mean ignorance <laughs> is bliss, right? <laughs> At this point. Yeah. Uh so there was there was it was a busy weekend here in Cincinnati. There was yeah. Oktoberfest. There was like a race or something. Uh, there was something a, going a, on. A ten K, five K of some sort. I don't even know. Um, there was uh, the Bearcats game in Paul Brown slash Paycor slash Pejo, whatever you whatever you want to call the stadium now. Uh, my first time up in the box and on the field was pretty cool. Oh yeah. yeah, how was that? I didn't even think about that. How was that? It was it was uh, the third week in a row now that the Bearcats have uh, had a game where pulled pork has been the main dish. So I'm. Definitely looking forward to something not pulled pork at some point this season. Yeah, pulled pork. Is it like? Is it at least like pretty good though? Like, the pulled pork in Arkansas was above average. Arkansas, not yeah. not great, but above average. Um, the pulled pork last week, average, and the pulled pork uh, this week, I was over pulled pork, so I didn't even get it. Oh really? Yeah, I did the uh, brat the Bummer. met. Well, it was Oktoberfest, so they had brats and mets and uh, macaroni and cheese. No sauerkraut. No. Oh yeah, no the macaroni and cheese makes a lot of sense. Yeah. The, the only thing they had for the brats and mets was ketchup and mustard. Brown mustard? Nope. Uh, they Just had. Sor- they, 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 they did have sriracha, although I'm not not sure what for. 
with sriracha. those with maybe to put on the pulled pork. I'm not not entirely sure what you would use sriracha with in any of those items, um, but uh, and, and traditional hot sauce. So, Speaking of pulled pork, uh, went to General Gyms today. Uh, no sauerkraut, Jeff. Uh, yeah, what did you get at Jungle Gyms? An ostrich uh, egg? Uh, no, although that would have been nice. Alli- alligator. No, I got um, two slabs of uh, pork belly. If you're gonna post a comment, you have to leave it up for more than I should have. But you already you already said it. <laughs> uh, two slabs of pork belly. So okay. I'm gonna be making pork belly burnt ends and uh, my own bacon. I'm I'm doing I'm smoking this weekend. I'm smoking uh, a uh, a shoulder or or a or uh, a Boston shoulder, butt. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure which. Uh, we'll see whatever's cheaper. Um, I like the shirt, Jeff. Oh yeah, it was. That'll come into play later. Okay, all right. And I also have a. Uh, I'm doing macaroni and cheese on Sunday and using some of the extra pulled pork from Friday on the on the smoked macaroni. And cheese. Oh, I use some of the yeah, some of the yeah, yeah, yeah the burnt pieces. And now you welcome to the cooking podcast of the Bear Nation <laughs> Network. I think it's Chad about be, time. Chad will be chiming in here pretty soon. About time to get into that first topic, though. Yeah. That's the wrong one. You know what? Blow it up the intro. We're getting He's... there. <laughs> we're getting there. At least uh, his voice is still we working. We were listening to music at the beginning, and I turned all the music all the way down, so the slider was all the way down instead of 40%. All good. Yeah. So, have to open up with the travesty that was Cincinnati in Dallas, and they lost... Another game in a fashion which they should have they should have won. I mean, are I, we say are we talking about the first week game? Or are we talking about now I, the, both games now? They should have won these games. They were winnable absolutely. games, and they still find ways to shit the bed. Uh, Joe Burrow has another lackluster performance, ending up twenty four of thirty six, just shy of two hundred yards with one hundred ninety nine yards, one touchdown. Averaging 5.5. I mean, he fumbled. It was recovered by the team, but he also had. I mean, it's not as if he's not throwing the ball to the the, the usual guys. T. Higgins had, I think, 10 targets. Uh, Yeah, 10 targets. He caught six of them for 71 yards. Jamar Chase, nine targets. He caught five of them for 54 yards. Hayden Hurst caught five of seven targets. Yo, yo, that's a, that's a dude. Hayden Hurst looked really good, actually. On, they were, it was only in a row. It was only twenty-four yards on those five catches, but they were in, big ones. They were in big yeah. situations. It yeah, felt like. the the first down that he like. Yes, I know. Yep, he was coming. He was coming to the left side of the field. Just kept like kept the motor going. Got it. Got up. His face was purple. He was screaming so loud. As he came back, I mean, it's an emotional we, dude. We, we, already, we said, we said when that signing came through, I would like to state claim that we were like high on the Hayden Hurst signing very early on when some people were still sad about who was leaving. Yeah, dog. Well done. So, so she off for that one. I know there were lots of people who said that. 
Joe Burrow is holding the ball too long. I believe PFF only placed three of these sacks on the offensive line this week of the six. Um, last week, I think they only placed what three or four of the sacks four. Of, four. The, of the seven. So mm-hmm. Joe's Joe's right now is a, accountable for six of his sacks, according to PFF. What have you guys seen as you're watching these games? Like, how are you feeling, Ed? We'll start with you, just because I know Ed or I know Jeff's answer will be long winded as they usually are, but I just feel like there's something missing. Like Collins is not blocking. He's not the bodyguard that he said he was. Oh, the, the interior is blocking well in passing downs. The exterior Actually, to your point. Yes. Uh, they, they are not blocking well in passing downs. Um, Like it's, it's not, it's like all of a sudden, you know, last year they didn't know what to expect from the Bengals. And now like they've watched, it's like they have somebody at all our practices. Like there could be somebody on the bridge recording the practices. We should probably look into it. So to, it's to a possibility to that point, they did say that there was again, like their their snap count is a little uh, predictable. Their the like what they're doing in the um, pre snap is even predictable at this point. So they're not showing many wrinkles. They're not really running anything as far as like off cadences or anything like that. So. Again, that's that's actually really really good stuff from you, Ed. Thank you, I appreciate that. Um, it, it's just they're not cohesive. They're not they're not playing one as a team. I mean, if 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 Joe could get just a little bit more time, I mean, Chase can get open and, and T Higgins can get open and Boyd can get open. I mean, it took what to the third quarter for T Higgins to get a catch, and then he he scored the touchdown. Right, he he had the touchdown. I don't think Tyler Boyd or T. Higgins were targeted in the first half. Yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. Boyd yeah. only finished with two targets, so that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it makes plenty of sense. And then Higgins had the touchdown, I believe. Actually, he did because he's on Parker's fantasy team, and I remember yelling. For him. <laughs> um, but it's just it's like what's going on? Like, what are we practicing at practice? Like, are and are we sending the tape to the other team? Like, like do we mean to send them like a welcome gift? You know, and then but accidentally sending them. Tape. Who knows? I don't know. Jeff, what are you seeing so far? Matt brought up a good point over here in, in the chat. Um, Tony Pike did uh, has been pretty vocal talking about beating this Tampa too, and it's something that has come up on literally every outlet that has covered football uh, since the start of the season. Um, the Bengals are facing a lot of this, like the cover two. They're taking away the the deep the deep ball, the big explosive plays that we dealt with last, that we I shouldn't say that we dealt with that defenses had to deal with facing the Bengals last year. Um, you know how how many times have you heard the the line from Joe like have it all throw it up there? Jamar's down there somewhere. Well, Jamar's down there, but now he's got some serious coverage going on. Uh, they need to utilize the the middle of the field more. They've got to do that, and they also they have to they have to use the running game in an effective manner, and they're not able to For, do like it seems like there's like I've seen a couple highlights now that of things that I didn't see uh, Sunday while I was watching the game where For, there were cutbacks. Go ahead. For for Joe to finish nineteen carries, fifty seven yards, that's awful. And I don't, I don't feel like what necessarily. Your, what, was the cutbacks, what was the like, cutbacks point you were going to make? Yeah, I, I just, I feel like there are holes. 
there are holes that the line is opening for him. And for whatever reason, he's he's overrunning the hole and, and trying to, I don't know if he's trying to make something extra happen going to the outside. What a, like You got to take what they're giving you. And when they're, when there's a hole that gets opened up in, in the middle, you got to take it. And I, I don't know what the, you know, I, I'm not going to dump on him because I think he's a good running back and I think he's going to end up, you know, like he made the comment that he left like a ridiculous number of yards out there last year. Well, I, I feel like he's doing the same thing again the first two games of the season. Like he's had opportunities to to make a cut back up the middle of the field and he overruns it and runs right into the teeth of the, the defense. Um, so if you get that, Matt brings up a point that the slants are wide open. Um, I feel like when they go to those slants, they're they're hitting them. It's not the big sexy downfield pass that you know the sixty yard touchdown pass, the the fifty yard whatever, like these crazy big splash plays. But if you start eating them up on slants, those big plays are going to open up. And I, I feel like there's a little bit of a disconnect. Maybe it, it would seem. Uh, between the guys on the field, specifically Joe Burrow, and, and the play calls and the schemes that are coming in. Um, and we can get to the offensive line in a little bit and talk about that as well. But, I mean, they're not grading out terribly. I think Cordell Volson graded out uh, as one of the best pass blocking on passing downs as one of the best pass protection linemen. I want to say he was... Like a rookie, like the best rookie. I think he was of the best rookie. Best rookie. So, like... It's not like he's doing horribly. Um, we had we have seen like uh, Collins for whatever reason they chose not to block Michael Parsons on a play. Um, I don't know if that's something that you really want to write in. Like, hey, let's do that. Um, it wouldn't be biased. I, I think I, Shannon. I think Shannon Sharp actually tweeted it out. Like, uh, maybe put somebody on that guy. Um, I still. We, I know we talked about this last week, so I'm not going to go too deep on this and get lost in the weeds on this. But why, why, why are you not gelling your offensive line when you have to go up against TJ Watt and Micah Parsons in games one and two? What was the thought process? I, I mean, I... Again, uh, my answer is the same this week. I don't have an answer. It doesn't make it, sense. And I know, I know, Chad talked about like you know the Bengals made it last year because they had, everyone was healthy and all that. I get that. And because of Evan McPherson, I don't know that playing these guys for a couple series a game just to get them familiar with one some, another, get some timing down, get the like. This is how he likes to block this guy, like whatever. Like, you know, he is what it's, I mean. It's it's different than practice. Well, you guys had Garrett Campbell on and he talked uh la- that was last night, right? Yeah. It was last night. You guys what had a Garrett fun Campbell. Dude to talk to, by the way. Oh, it was a great interview. <laughs> you guys had Garrett Campbell on the uh the uh, BBP last night. Uh and if anybody's listening to this that hasn't listened to that, wait till this is over, then go listen to that. Um Yes, Matt. But he he spoke a lot about like having a line that like you know is has gelled together and it, it takes some time for that. Um and these guys are all brand new to each other. You've got a line of guys who should on paper be significantly better than what we had last year. 
and you're not seeing it play out that way to the at least to the casual fan i know like pff i don't consider them to be casual fans obviously because they're going really down deep into the weeds on every single play and whatnot but when you look at it as a casual fan you're looking at joe burrow on his back more time i mean he's i know it's it's not going to happen but he's on pace to get sacked 111 times Sheesh. That's not that's, good. That's what the kids say, right? I think so. Ed's, wrong. Ed's muted, but he was agreeing. Yeah, that is what the kids say. Sorry, I muted myself to be with my microphone. <laughs> so, I know we uh, kind of like went down another rabbit hole, which I tend to do. But okay, so uh, I don't see it on the list. Um, but is it time for? It's a call. There's a calling on Twitter. Is it time for Jack Zach Taylor to stop making the calls? Yeah, Jack Taylor. Is it time for him to stop making the calls? I said this on Twitter Sunday right after the game that, yeah, I, I, he wasn't a good play caller when he Cincinnati. was the OC for the Bearcats. He's the head coach, which means he's got other responsibilities. You have an OC. Relinquish the play calling. It's clearly the other team knows what you're doing. It's not it's either not different enough from last year or it's simple enough that people crack the code real quick. You have, uh, what, what, what else do we have an OC for? What's he doing? What is he doing? If he's not actually calling the plays. Matt, Jeff, I, I see Jeff says, the, let, uh, let Burrow make the calls. I, I'm not against letting Burrow make the calls. I feel like Burrow can, can, I mean, apparently he was yelling at Zach on, on the sideline. Like, he was getting water or something and heard Zach get ready to call, make a call and yelled over to him, no, let's well, not run that. It's because but, it goes so it's deeper than that because there was a play called. They called a timeout because they didn't like the look, and he's like, I don't want an empty backfield. I need yeah, that's more, what he said, yeah. I need protection. Well, see, so there's some people that say Tony he was, Pike Tony started Pike this. started the – that he thought he was saying go empty set because – he Joe Burrow tends to play better out of. I mean, we've seen him be able to move a little bit better and make those big plays out of an empty set. Um, and apparently, Zach Taylor's not a big fan of empty sets, so there was like some of that going back and forth. Either way, you've got a quarterback arguing essentially back with the the guy calling plays, either telling him one one or the other, right? So you're not on the same page either way. Whatever he's saying, you weren't on the same page. Sure. Clearly. Uh, and you can't have that happen. No, you can't have that happen. Also, uh, I guess uh, third down of the last drive, uh, the comms went out. That's what they say. Well, you saw him a lot of, I, like, I would a say lot the more same on that too. last drive. He was putting his hands over his ears, like trying to like, so, I mean, maybe there's some validity to that. I don't know why they would, you know, it doesn't really make sense to come out and say that the comms went out when, because it wasn't like there was any, anything horrendous there on that last drive. I mean, they drove down, they scored a touchdown and. I'm just telling you what they said. I know. I know. I'm just saying, but it's not like anything like that. Nothing went haywire on that last drive. They actually drove the. So maybe that is something. Maybe like, that is why. Go, go right. to Bur- let Burrow call these things. Like he he was he went down there and did that. And speaking of which, I believe it was the two point conversion. Um, Samaj P. Ryan 
handled his ass off. Handled Micah Parsons like he wasn't even there. Better I mean, than was nice. better than the tackles. That was yeah. nice. And I there was that tweet that went out. That somebody put I, and I I feel bad I didn't like remember who I put saw the that tweet. tweet but I, I but this our best offensive lineman is Maj P Ryan because he was out there blocking blocking his tail off. Um, and it obviously gave him time. But there are times that that Burrow has seemingly had time in the pocket and guys are open and he's not either not seeing the field that way um, or he has it in his head that he wants a big play and he's bypassing the the easy short route. I, I in, don't know. In two games, there's been plenty of guys who've been open on plays that he either tries to force a ball that is an incomplete pass or an interception or ends up in just some other type of fumble whatever the case may be i really like i need to go watch but i'm just saying like he he, there's been plenty of times this season already in two games where joe just looks confused lost can he not see over a a taller line i don't i know Tua Tua wasn't afraid to come out and say he couldn't see over his line so i don't I don't like, know. Hey, if I can't see on. you, you can't. I, you know, you can't see me. Too, uh, I can't see you. I yeah. can't throw you the ball. I thought that was. Uh, uh, she was somehow is leading the league in pass yards, which is wild. I, I will say, like, and I, I made this comment. I don't know if I sent it because uh, I sent it to a, several text groups, but I don't know if I. I was. Um, <laughs> Joe and like, like when they when they show Joe coming off the field, like. He doesn't look like he's got that same fire. The same, like he didn't until they drove down and scored the tying touchdown and two point conversion. Then there was like a glimmer of it, and then they were back on the bench. And as things were starting to like unravel at the end of the game, you could tell like well, everyone's body language is like that though. Jamar looks yeah. he looks off he's when they're looking- talking to when they talk to him in the uh, like the the post game. In the locker room, like, and I, and I, don't, I don't, I don't expect him to be in there and be like, "Oh yeah, like rah rah." But like, there was just like a little extra bit that looked like this isn't good, and I don't see how we can fix it, kind of thing. So like, I don't know if when you're like, calling out play calling and your head coach is the play caller, it's not a good look. He said we need to take more shots. Like they're like, "Did you not take any shots?" He's like, "I don't think they called any shots. Like any deep, you know what I mean? Like there was nothing there. They weren't afraid." to air the ball out last season. And I have not, I I feel like I've watched a scared offense. And when you're not opening up the, the pass opens up the run, the run opens up the pass. And when you're not able to get either one going recipe for disaster, what are we doing? I wish I had had time to watch Tony Pike's like breakdown of like what he was saying, like to do. I know there's a, is it, I hope I say his last name, Matt Minich. Is it Minich or is it Minick? You know, you know what I'm talking about? I know who you're talking about. I think it's, I want to say it's Minich. So M I N I C H. Yeah. I think it's one N. I think it's one N or two. I think it's Coach Minich on Twitter. I know he has like a breakdown thing and he's put up some videos that he's. Jeff Schwartz shit all over the Bengals this week. Logan Minick. Minick. All right. Well well done, Ed. Welcome. Thanks, Ed. Uh, But the other thing is, Jeff Schwartz also is like, I wouldn't even say he's like necessarily shitting on them as much as he's like, 
was actually trying to figure out like why this is going sideways for the Bengals. Because the, when these they... are all dudes. Like you, you yeah. signed three dudes. So that's everyone what I heralded that, their their free agency. That that's kind of what I want to come back to because we've been kind of talking about coaches. I think it's Pollock. Is there a so you have some guys last year that weren't super successful? They were like just just bad enough that they weren't like horrendous. Like I just good enough they weren't horrendous. <laughs> um, they were obviously not good. Um, and then you you go and you get what should be a significant upgrade to what you had. Not necessarily like, I mean, I, I think we all talked about like, we don't expect this to be like a Pro Bowl line like across the board, but they just have to be a little bit better. I don't think it's Pollock. And is it the scheme? Is it the I, way that they're blocking the, for the, like, is it the way that they're, they're. The reason I say I don't think it's Pollock is strictly based on the fact that Joe Mixon was ex- as excited as anybody that Frank Pollock was rehired. And they aren't doing that well. I, I don't know that I have the answer necessarily. I'm just like reaching sure. for We're anything wrong. that, that could make sense. Like you, straws, you, sure. you wouldn't think that when you bring these guys in um, that it would start this way. And yes, They've you know they've been credited with about half of the sacks. So I saw so, this. I saw a tweet. Was it a tweet? I don't, maybe it was a Facebook post today from WDN Today, and it says Andrew Luck has was sacked seventy six times in his first thirty three games. David Carr was sacked one hundred and one times in his first thirty two games. Joe Burrow has been sacked one hundred and fifteen times in his first thirty two games. We knew sacks were a huge issue, but this is wildly concerning to see uh, the further comparison. like, And those are two, I mean, Andrew Luck is a guy who is no longer in the league due to injuries and sacks really, and stuff. I mean, he, he retired to kind of keep his... His health. His health. Now, the other thing is, like, Joe Burrow, sometimes you got to look at, like, he he did seemingly, he, like, this year, I would say more so than last year, he seems to be more content to pull the ball down and take off a you know, up the middle or he's around a lot. He's it's, a terrible slider. Hey, he's a horrible Not slider. good at sliding. Not good uh, at sliding at all. Whereas like last crash. year, I felt like last year he he made some movement in the pocket, moved outside, was still able to like get some, you know, I mean, he went, he went crazy the second half of the season. Jeff, he played baseball for Athens. Well, why is he such, why maybe is he, he such a bad maybe slider? He, maybe he was a head first guy. Or a pitcher. Pete Rose type. Maybe maybe he didn't need the slide. Maybe he was just hitting tanks all the time. Yeah, bombs. bombs. No? I don't know. But... You still do sliding drills. I mean... Mm. The defense, though, I, I'll say this. The, the defense has, has looked pretty good. And they're playing behind the eight ball because the offense isn't giving them a ton to Anything. work with. Anything. Anything. I, the so the drive that last drive they they were talking about that last drive was like the longest drive the Bengals have had since like two thousand two. It was like would they take like eight and a half nine ten minutes off the clock or yeah, something? Yeah, it was a super long like, drive. Yeah. Like, Prime, not yards. Okay. It was yeah, yeah yeah yeah. It was like it was like the time and I think it was like eighteen plays well, they, or something. It was most of the fourth they, quarter. They were, yeah. up, they were helped out with penalties as well, right? 
Oh, oh yeah, for sure. There was that uh, fourth. Uh, for, there was the. Uh, they're getting ready to punt it or kick it. I don't remember on fourth down, and there was that. Um, there was that offsides penalties or encroachment. Nineteen plays, eighty-three yards, eight minutes, fifty-four seconds. Was it the they Bearcats got... or the Bengals games where they started on? They started on like the the one or the two yard line twice. I don't know. It must have been the Bearcats. Okay. On that on that drive, they were helped with a uh, on a on a first down. Dallas got hit with too many men on the field. Um, and then there's actually not another penalty listed. There was an encroachment or something like that. Joe Burrow's inability to slide helped him out a couple times as. Ended up he, with he did he did yeah, that's he did too. catch a couple of those like yeah, a couple of defenseless or but you know you, like you get that you so you you get this huge drive you drive down your defense has done done its job you know literally Dallas hasn't scored since midway through the first half but into the first half maybe kind of the yeah the end of the first half they haven't they haven't scored all it's like they kind of let you get back into it you. We're taking field goals after field goal after field goal. Um, I was facing Evan McPherson in fantasy, so I was not so happy about that. Um, but then you score this touchdown and tie it up 17-all. Your defense does its job. I believe, was it a was it a takeaway? No, it was a punt. They got a punt there. And then you go three and out. You come back out. That was uh, one of the passes to uh, the pass to Hayden Hurst there. Two-minute warning. Uh, then a Joe Burrow pass to Mixon for three yards. And then, I mean, you're, you're down at your own, like, 15-whatever. You're down. And on third and three, you throw the ball one yard. Well, and I want to talk about that. Third down. Yeah, all I know what you're going to say. All too often, this team refuses to run routes that go past sticks yeah why are we we ran a screen on like third and 15 what are you doing and and all the way back to matt's comment the slants have are wide open they're hitting on the slants all day you're playing zone you're playing zone of course it's wide open we've all played madden it's been the same sure. every single year. Why? Because that's how you beat the zone with slants. And you've got know. three dudes that are all capable of running slants. Now, I will say, I'm getting very tired of the takes that are coming out of the Twitter sphere. And I'm not looking at anybody in particular. This team stinks. Big Ed. On Sunday, this team stinked. Well, stinked. Stinked. They stinked. It stinked. He had a typo. Stinked. Out loud. Stunk. An out loud typo. You also you also Dr. put a gif. You also put a gif on somebody's like a response to somebody with a gif that was misspelled. Um, but that's that's not my fault. It's uh, on brand. Yeah, it's I mean, on. you clicked it. Um, <laughs> It's possible I clicked it. Who knows? I'm I might sure have, I might have running my Twitter right. account for me. Uh, no, but like, here's the thing, right? Like everybody, I mean, 
it, the it's the, the correct take. I don't, the, I don't the, know what you're the, the bandwagon is the bandwagon is getting awfully light. Oh, people people are jumping. Who are how, you how to say? How many are you people, to say that I'm not a fan just because I said the team stinks? How many people on the Oregon Trail bandwagon have died of dysentery right now? <laughs> Diarrhea, probably. There, there's a lot. There's a lot of folks bailing, bailing from the Bengals bandwagon, and and that's fine. I mean, the Bills are clearly the darling team of the NFL this year, so go ahead and go be a Bills fan. And I don't have anything against Bills fans. I think they're pretty cool, but uh, they're I have a I have, an, I have an issue with bandwagon fans. Maybe I should save this for the lightning round. I don't know, but. Oh no, I'm here, I'm here for it. If you're no, going to, that's why I switched, that's why I switched my, to the jersey. My boy Joe Mixon got on on the Twitter sphere and said, you know, basically, you know, don't don't be cheering for us when uh when don't we turn back. this thing around. Yeah, like if you're leaving, see ya. And that's now, fine. Sounded, he can say sounded that like once. Aaron at the end of the uh, at the end of the show. He's like, see. Ya. Now, do you feel like we, people talk about gatekeepers all the time? Like that fans shouldn't be gatekeepers of other fans. Which I wholeheartedly agree with. Actually, all Bengals fans are gatekeepers of all fans. But do you feel like players should play gatekeeper of fans? I think so. I've had it. Why not? There's they're on the field. You know they they give praise when you guys are up when when fans are up in the stands cheering and you know it's the end of the game and they need that extra boost and yeah thanks. Thanks, we appreciate that. They want the but, real ones, right? But they they don't. But uh, who are you to say that I'm not a real fan just because I'm I'm criticizing the team for not playing well? It's the it's it's the Ed, way have, you go have, about have you, it. Have you ever word? Have you ever used this phrase? They deserve to lose. Yeah. You and my dad. You, God rest his soul. You and you my dad. You don't think they deserve to lose I, that first well, game? I dealt with this every single Sunday, and I'm like. Dad, if you don't want to watch the game, don't watch the game. But they deserve to lose. What? What does that even mean? No one deserves to lose. It means like, they played so shitty that they're not. They don't deserve to win the game. But you know when you say that, you know when you say they deserve to lose. When do you say that? Do you say that when they lose like by like three touchdowns? No. When they throw no, wrong. When they no, throw four on. interceptions. You don't, you, yeah. don't say, you don't. You don't say it when they. When they lose by like three, four, five, so you don't say, "Oh, they deserve to lose that game." You don't, you don't say that. You know when you say it, you say it when they're in Doesn't a hole. Doesn't make any sense. They, when they make mistakes, they're in a hole, and then they come back and they almost win, and then you say they deserve to lose. That's, that's when like you a, say it. That's like you self consoling. That's what that is. It's self consoling. That doesn't make any sense. You're right. It doesn't make any sense. No, so what you so said doesn't make any sense. No, what, what I, I make said makes perfect sense. sense. Because you're, you're bringing up the you're, first week now. No, That's you what you're stink. doing. You're saying, <laughs> I stink. Do I stink? No, I don't. I'm right. <laughs> no, you stink too. I took a shower team and I put on, on the field on and Sunday. cologne before I came down here for stunk. myself to smell good. Because that's what I do. I don't stink. That team that came out on the field on Sunday stunk. Not so all of saying, them. So they deserve, they deserve to lose no. just because maybe they didn't have their best game, so they deserve to lose. Ed, two games in a, two games in a row, they don't have their, their best game. Maybe that can happen. Kathy Mullaney, we agree. It's been a long time since I think I've. I, I don't know that I've ever said that to be quite honest. But you're right. <laughs> Somebody else needs to be doing the play calls. Yeah, Ed had an opportune time there to blow me up. 
and he didn't. <laughs> I, I probably could have. You're right. But we still uh, have we have too much to talk about. But yeah, I, I'm, 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 telling, I'm that's what I'm, I'm I'm coming at you with that, Ed. That's when you say it. Joe throws, you know, what had four picks and there was three other fumbles. There's five turnovers in that game. So what, three picks and two fumbles or whatever it was. So you're saying because of that, they didn't deserve to win the game, but yet they were in position to win the game. The only time I've ever said they deserve to lose was when they actually won a game and somehow eked it out, like on some crazy play or something. I've said that. I've said that during those types of games too. Well, I feel like you say that almost every game. I think I say that a lot during because basketball stink. games. If we're gonna they, be honest, they stinked. It stunk. Stank. Stunk. <laughs> it was Ed. It's on Ed Sports. <laughs> Oh, the welcome sign with the C. Oh, I see what you're saying now. It took me a minute to catch that one. No, actually, it wasn't me. There's actually an interview out there where the people are defending themselves. Uh, well played. I think Channel 9 went after them. Well played, Darren. It's a well good played. It was a nice shot there, Darren. I appreciate you. Um, <laughs> no, I think as a Bengals fan, I've been a Bengals fan for many years, right? Mm-hmm. I think I deserve to say that that team stunk. I think it's the way you go about it, Ed. I think I, your your Loveland elitist attitude. You just need to articulate. I'm in Milford. What, if what, you could just what articulate. What live in? Milford. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. It's Loveland zip code. Milford schools. Do you have Do you have the option? No. You can't call an audible. I think Loveland's the last Milford people come over there. Come on now. <laughs> Close enough. Right. Not the way you spell. Um, oh, we we stink good. Stink, stunk, stank. That's what Dr. Seuss said. Good Lord. Um, back on track, though. Um, yep. What does this team have to do to get right? I, I mean, obviously, you have a game against Not the Jets. The ball. You're playing Joe Flacco. And Joe Flacco is... He, he beat the Browns this week, right? I think he's been hanging out with Tom Brady because he's apparently <laughs> tapped into a little bit of the uh, the the fountain of youth. You seen the have you seen the meme going around of, of Tom Brady? Uh when did Tom Brady look like start looking like the skull face emoji? Yeah, I put it in our group chat. Uh, it was you good job on that, by the way. You're welcome. Um well <laughs> I I can tell you that this week <laughs> I can tell you this week that uh that Jamar's probably gonna be uh unless they move him around a lot. Uh, you might we might want to just stay away from the soft side of the field. Um, Everyone has. That, I mean, that, that's just flat out respect, and us being Cincinnati guys, that you know we are kind of every week now so far saying "I told you so." Um, but the other side of that field sucks, so they should be able to uh, take advantage. Is is this a is this a get right game though? Like. It needs to be. Their their defenses is outside of that the the other side of, of sauce where their secondary outside of sauce is not good. We know that, but their linebackers and and defensive line is not not bad. Okay, look, I, I, you've okay, and then you get to our offensive line. We've played now two weeks together. They they've. They've shown some moments of of playing well, giving Joe time in the pocket. That there are clips of it out there. Um, Geoff never bench Chase. That's silly. It, 
risk reward. Why would you do that? No, Gio? because they're gonna they're they're gonna move Chase around. He'll be in the uh well they should. You know, he should be in the slot and then maybe on Worst the Worst case scenario, he's gonna get you he's gonna get you fifty to seventy yards without having a good game. It's still pretty good. So all, all that aside, like our, our offensive line at this point, if there's still some like crazy glaring issues after this weekend with Joe ending up on his oh, back a lot. Then what? Then what, Jeff? Then then you you'll say the team stinks? No, then you either no. have to you either have to relinquish your play calling or you're fired. If it's if it's before Zach the season's Taylor, over. If Zach Taylor is gonna continue to call the plays because I think Zach Taylor is a great CEO and it, and then that's not like a hot take. That's been all over Twitter as well. I think he knows how to build a culture. He's got these guys. They, they want to play for him. They like him. Yeah. They, they like him as a coach. Um, you know, you're not seeing anybody choke each other out on the sidelines. Uh, so that's a positive, but if, if things aren't working, if things aren't gelling together after three, three full games here, You've you got to start looking at what you're doing with, and they might they might be doing that between this last between Dallas and and going to play New York. Um, Real quick, what you just said there about I think that Zach Taylor is a good leader and that the guys like him and that he puts together a good team, basically saying that he's a good GM, right? Who do we used to say that about? I I know exactly where you're going with this. I thought the same thing as he was saying it. Go, go ahead, Ed. Is this a good thought that you're having? It's a former coach, Marvin Lewis. We used to say that all the time. Let's let Marvin step down and go into the GM role and somebody else come in and coach. Well, I, I don't even think you need to re, like move him out of being a head coach. I, I, I still don't even think that's necessary. Um, I just think maybe we either let our, the guy that they've hired to be the offensive coordinator call plays or you know, hand it all the way over to Joe and let Joe do everything. But I still think you need to have your offensive coordinator maybe rework the scheme. There was a, there was a whole thread about um, there's a Jason, whole thread about like how, Jason, yes, give Callahan the play calling duties. Yeah, right. there there was a whole there was a whole thread about how like when because everybody's like, well, Peyton did it, Peyton did it, Peyton could do it, Joe can do it. Um, Peyton had like. Peyton had a huge amount of plays like to go from, and from what I understand, like the 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 playbook for what Joe has and like what he's able to do with the schemes and stuff is not as extensive quite yet, um, and that could be totally wrong. Uh, but and I and I don't know necessarily. I mean, we've seen Joe do some good things with whenever the headset goes out, and Joe is apparently calling all the plays during the that that time. Um, so if there's not a vast improvement against yet another inferior team, um, you, you've got to look at the schemes and the way, and maybe the way that the coaches are preparing, maybe it's a, maybe I'll, it's I'll a, take it a step further, Jeff. I, I would even be okay if they lost this game. If they're losing it by a score more, if, if the offense is scoring 30 plus and losing this game, you can't hold this team back from scoring 30 plus this team is built to score even if you don't want to go 30 28 this team is built to score 28 27 
You don't think you can get three touchdowns and two field goals with this team? I mean, the good thing is all the other AFC North teams lost. Well, that was kind of a golden opportunity that was handed to them to like set everything back to even. Um, and now I also have, when I go back to work, I have to deal with Cowboys fans, so that's not going to be fun. But um, I mean, we've got the, we got the Jets this weekend. If they They've lose, got, they, they have to win that game. Bengals Twitter is going to be in full meltdown crisis mode if they lose to the New York Jets. Again. Again. And then, because then you've got a short week coming back against the Dolphins on Thursday Night Football. Also, let's not forget the toughest part of your schedule, the gauntlet of your schedule, is the back end. So, really, over the next... I know we did our predictions of dub, not dub, kind of thing um, that happened. We're all looking at, like, we're all looking at, like, Nine, so, and, nine and seven or here. Eight, let, me, or... let me let me take us to the bye week here. Jets have to win. Have to. Dolphins on Thursday night football at home. Uh, it's looking scarier because that offense is throwing points up. Now our defense, I think in the I, I saw like the second half, like we're we were up like twenty eight. That we've allowed like three, six points in the second half, uh, like total between the two games over those four quarters. So that's good. Um, Ravens, at, it's at the Ravens. That's going to be you, know, you. You've got the Jets and the Dolphins to kind of get right, and then you got to go into Baltimore, and then you got to go play the Saints, and you better win that game. And then you got to play the Falcons, and then the Browns, and then the Panthers. So really, you. I know that the way things are right now, it looks like maybe. This isn't possible, but one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So you could be seven and two going into the bye week. Let's see. And I, I, I think it's entirely possible. And let's say you drop the game to the Ravens at Baltimore and you uh, go into the bye week six and three. I'd be okay. I'd be okay six and three. Six and three. You can't you five can't. and four? I'm not feeling good. No. Four and five because, I'm awful. because then coming out of the bye week, you're at the Steelers, at the Titans, although the Titans got the break speed off of them. So, I, it, uh, and then you're, then the Chiefs come here, and then you got the Browns again. And then you have the Buccaneers, Patriots, Bills, who look unstoppable. And then you finish the season with the Ravens. So you have to go in. Like I, I think if you go into the bye week six and three, seven and two, and then you know, say you win four of the last, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. So you go four and four at the end there, and you're what, is, what does that make you? Eleven and six. Do math right now. Eleven and six. I'm not. If you're seven and two, or you're ten and I'm, I'm, I'm getting very, very nervous about us attaining ele- double digit wins. Ele- ele- unless you're seven and two going into going into the bye week, because it, yeah, because here's the thing: if you this, go into the bye seems, week seven and two, certainly capable of pulling off seven straight, but that's yeah. I, I mean, I realize it's the NFL; that could be that's it, it is what it is. But I think if you go, if you're going into the bye week seven and two, that means that. 
they've gotten things rolling in the right direction and have started to figure out what they need to do to attack oh, the, this new look, right? Yeah. Right? So even six and three, I think when you start dropping down to like if you're five and four or, you know, four well, and five. If you start like, off 0 and three, 0 and four. Well, 0 and two is still not a great start because, you know, the, I know I saw that the last, the last like two years, but then there's also like, we didn't play 17 games. That makes a difference. And yeah, so so I'm not I'm not nearly I'm not as worried. I mean they they've shown the ability to like do some things. They just it has they have to put it all together in in one game. And I you know maybe it would be nice if our bye week was this week and they had like some a chance to kind of shake all that out of their head. Um, it's not. We've got quite some time to get to the bye week and Practice with tackling. And people actually going full bore. I would like to see. I would like to see maybe Dax Hill get a little bit more play. I think he was on the field like three plays. Um, and I know I'm kind Chris of. Chris like, Evans hasn't been in at all. Yeah. Uh, there's some people calling yeah, and saying like there 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 were quite a few people I saw saying like mix throw him in for in. A, like throw, throw him in for a change of pace. See what you got. But, but if Mixon, you're, if Mixon you're was also throw, Mixon was also dealing with cramps and. It was either week one or week two where he was working cramps out on the sideline. Yeah, week one. Yeah. yeah. So, so you've got that. I would like to see maybe a couple. Like, you remember last year? I feel, I feel like last year there was a lot more like little bubble screens out to Jamar and then letting him kind of work. Um, I, I don't know. Evans, Evan McPherson looked good again, as usual. He's because he's, he he's got a he's got a he's got a long snapper again. So. If they don't ever, if, they, awesome. if if anything is ever learned from this past week, is to have a backup long snapper ready to go at all the, times, always. God. But hey, uh, Mitch Wilcox had one reception for three yards. That's uh, I believe seven yards better than Drew Sample's one catch. Uh, Drew Sample, I think, has he, did he, he might did he go? might he might be done. Yeah, that was. Season. Moving on. Cincinnati played Miami in the battle for the victory bell. Again, I was down on the field. I was in the press box. Um, Cool Cool pork. Cool experience to be down at Paycor in the press box of a stadium that I've been many times, never sober inside. Um, I was parking. Uh, ended up being free. Worked oh, out. really? Yeah. The, the, uh, I don't know if it was Zach Stipe. I don't know uh, if it was somebody, one of the other SIDS or, or whoever pulled that off, uh, but ended up being free parking for all of us. Um, did have to go in to the garage. It's the big garage where if you go in underneath the Holy Grail or over near uh, Taste of Belgium, um, but they they had our names and all of that. Easy in. Uh, Chad said it was Zach, so there you go. Um, I, I did let Zach know I appreciated it on the sidelines, um, just helping us out 20 bucks i wasn't trying i mean your your media what are you making media pay 20 bucks to go to the stadium i don't know that's miami wanted the money 
I don't know if it was Miami or the Bengals, but or the or the garage. Well, I imagine the garage still got theirs. I'm sure, the garage one. But anyways, um, in any case, thirty-eight seventeen. Bearcats didn't look great first half. They did Slow not start. look great for the second time this season. Slow start. So went down seventeen to three, right? Seventeen seven. Seventeen seven. Yeah, I think it was seventeen seven. Um, but it was still not great. Um, you guys watched the game at home. I take it, right? Both of you. Uh, I missed. Well, we we talked about this because yeah. this is what started um, Ed saying he was going to quit the show. Um, <laughs> so I, I was at my kids' game for the first like quarter and a half, and it said he's you know, I, spoke, I spoke with Aaron. And I said, hey, I'm going to have to go you back said, and watch. Who knows? I said, I'm going to have to go watch the first uh, half of the game. Uh, and Aaron was like, uh, it's going to make you real mad. And so then I... I did you go back I, and watch I, it? I, I, I did. I, I watched did it actually, make you real mad? It did. I went back and watched actually the entire game again because I had to prepare for my show. Um, and so I did that. But I then I paraphrased, I paraphrased and inferred that Aaron would want me to drink bourbon. Uh to watch the first quarter and Ed's like you didn't say that and yeah so I was just it, making sure the real was, facts were out there That's it, all. it was an it was an inference all right so anyway so then Ed got his feelings hurt um no no but I, Jeff was I, a liar yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> that's awful um I don't, I don't remember ever saying that, that again. Didn't you infer that I said that Joe Burrow was? You did. You said this team stink. This, this no, is for the no, lightning round said, later. No, Ed. okay. Ben yeah. Bryant, twenty-six for thirty-five, three hundred thirty-seven yards, two touchdowns, an interception. Jeff yeah. McClellan, eight, eighteen carries, hundred one yards, two touchdowns. When I was on the field, I literally heard people screaming for Prater. So you know where I'm going with what I'm talking about here, because I said this on my show on Sunday. Of course, it was in the fourth quarter, and. Bear in mind, I I listened to as much of your show on Sunday as I could, but I was doing wind sprints yeah, up I know. and down the staircase right here. Uh, so you, I mean, you you heard what I baby. you heard with what I uh, what I started with. It is absolutely ridiculous, and I know you made this point too. Be okay. Ben Bryant is the quarterback for this team. Yes, correct. Chuck McClellan was the featured Chunk, Chunk McClellan was Chunk. the featured back on Saturday. He was the guy that got the, yeah. He was the workhorse. Be careful. He was the guy, and he did a good job. We so, mean no, I mean, we mean no disrespect. One hundred one yards, two touchdowns for him. There were some, there were some fumbles across the team, some issues, whatever. Got the job done. There are people that are still losing their minds, saying that Ben Bryant needs to be. You know, we need to. Evan needs to be out there. They're treating this year like it's a rebuilding year, and it's not. It's a reloading year. And they've reloaded, and they've got some dudes. Do you want to be Notre Dame, where you're essentially looking in the stands, hoping that somebody can be your quarterback? Because they've gone from Tyler Buckner to Drew Pine, who threw for like 90 yards. Granted, Notre Dame won this weekend, but they played Cal. Like, they should have won. And it was close. You're the only. So do you want to be in, in this podcast? So I'm sorry. But what'd you say? 
you're the only Notre Dame fan in this podcast. I'm, I'm, I, I'm a fan. I mean, I'm a fan of the coach. I, Aim has just. I mean, I, I, I just wanted saying, Marcus to win again. Marcus no. Freeman. Oh, I'm yeah, just but... saying. Do you do you want to be in that situation? No. Or do you want to be in a situation where you got two dudes that probably could accomplish the same things, albeit in different ways, but right now, this is the guy. The coaches are saying this is the guy, and he's not doing anything to lose the job. It's absolutely ridiculous. You like a a guy like okay. So if Evan was going to take Ben Bench, he he had spring ball, and he had camp and spring game to, also to to take the job, and he didn't. The coaches decided he didn't take the job. Ben Bryant did, mm-hmm. and Ben Bryant hasn't done anything to say that he should be on the bench. If you're going to do that, the only opportune time that you had to do that, and this would have been a gutsy, gutsy move if you felt the quarterbacks were much closer than clearly they are, you do that after Ben's first pick against Arkansas. Yeah. If you don't do that in that particular situation, it's not happening unless he has three picks in a game, four picks in a game, and you have no other option. Or barring injury. Absolutely. And I and I don't think any of us are sitting here saying that Evan Prater is a bad quarterback because no, I don't think he no, is. No, no, no. Because I, and I think he's going to be very good star quarterback. Plenty of schools. And, and would, I think he'll be end up at Notre Dame next year. Stop it. There are plenty of schools that would kill to have Evan Prater right now as their starter. Absolutely. Ed, Ben Bryant right now is in the conversation for best quarterback he's in the conversation he's he's not at the top of the list he's not top five on the list but he's in the conversation i mean there's just not a lot like i'm not going to sit here and say like re-break down like the the cincinnati miami game i don't think that they're i mean we we've kind of hit the things like obviously we've gone 10 10 10 on on penalties this last game yeah there was probably Five of those penalties came when Evan Prater came in, and it was like all the like some new. It was like some procedural things, which you're kind of bringing some dudes in. Timing's a little different, whatever. Maybe the cadence sounds weird. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, there were a couple. Like you can't really. You don't want to start the game off uh, necessarily giving them a free five yards on uh, on their first drive, but that was Joan Briggs. He was probably trying to. You know, he's being aggressive there. Trying to you know maybe maybe go on the count maybe a half second early whatever um, I don't think there was anything that was like I can't remember back now if there was anything crazy egregious like where you're like man that's just stupid um, well I lie was there a was there like a hands to the face on the quarterback maybe at one point I don't remember that one I don't have it in my notes so. I don't recall. Maybe there wasn't. Um, the only hands way. to the face I can remember from this weekend was uh, on Dallas, where they had one of the linemen's face masks up so so high that his chin strap was over his nose. So, so there were. There's, oh, there's that's a couple... that's another point. Hey, uh, week three, no helmets flying off. That's good stuff. Nor in week two, but yeah. I, that's so, what I'm saying. We've made it two weeks now, but yeah. 
the defense um after that first uh i know aaron put out a tweet um after that first like 75 yard there wasn't any they, they, the, the, the defense, defense locked they just locked out yes um arquan they they went after um arquan a little bit twice um and the third time was the charm Yep, they, um, and Hippenhammer is a is a good receiver. What a uh, he, name! He, yeah, he came he came from Penn State, I believe. Pause. Um, if you hear that there is a receiver and his name is Hippenhammer, are you automatically like going to check him out? Like, he probably somebody's like he he might be good. His name's Hippenhammer. We we've heard some good things about him, regardless of what his first name is. It doesn't really matter. But Hippenhammer, I'm on the and, plane. I'm I'm ready to go. You got a guy date, Hippenhammer. I'm ready to go. Dave brought up a good point there. Just like on, if you got a guy named Chisel Sunday. Uh, well, we'll get to that on Sunday. Dave brought up a good point about like Arquan. He he thinks Arquan is probably better in the slot. He I mean he's played there a lot more. Um, so it is what it is. But there's nobody. You're not if you if you move Arquan back to the slot. Um, what are you gonna do on the outside? And what is it, Sammy Anderson that's been playing in there? Um, that's that's it is Sammy Anderson, right? On the inside, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Taj Ward. Those are the two. So um, I believe I read a stat today that Sammy Anderson hasn't even been targeted when he's been in the in the slot. So he also they, had he also had an incredible read on a uh, they ran motion on one particular play. I was watching him because I'm like, oh, Sammy's out there, and. They ran motion, and they and I want to say they tried to run an end around, and he was in the backfield before it even worked out. Like, but our two guys that have been playing in the slot have have been playing very well, and Arquan hasn't been playing like I, I'm an Arquan. I, I like him. I, Jeff, I didn't expect Jaquan to step up the way Jaquan Shepard has stepped up, <sighs> and I thought that would be the first position to go. I I said by week four we'd be talking about JQ. And we're not. Uh, although he he uh, I he did have in. in my notes. He he was in the backfield. I think he had a sack. Did he have a sack. He, he had did. A sack. He did. Um. So you know, I mean, because he's fast, and he's gonna be he's gonna be fast. very good too. But like, let's let's pump the brakes. Here, here's here's the thing, and I talked about it because the upperclassmen are doing what they need to do. If you want to have a team that is what Luke Fickle talks about, being a top ten program in the country, not just a top ten team this year but you want to be a top 10 program in the country year in and year out, you are going to have guys that are on the bench that would start anywhere else. Right? Yeah. Is that not crazy to say? You're going to have guys on the bench that are going to start anywhere else, but guess what? They're not starting here, and it's nice to have those guys for when you need to give somebody a little breather. Uh, maybe somebody tweaks something, and they need to sit out for an extended period of time and you don't have a big drop off when you move the next guy in, you're going to have that. So you're, I guess maybe you're going to have some more arguments of play this guy, play this guy, play that guy. Cause you, like Ed said, if Luke fickle ever leaves, there's going to, there's 80 million coaches on Twitter that apparently are better. I'm done with it all. Let's let's put it this Hi. way. Hi, Chad. Hi, boys. <laughs> I've, been, I've been listening. I got a tail now. Can you see my tail? <laughs> I saw that, that when you were in the waiting room. <laughs> that is really creepy. 
Um, think of it this way. The best team in the country, the number one team in the country, the undisputed, what looks to be absolute juggernaut team, lost 15 guys to the NFL draft. And this team looks better than their national championship team. And their national championship team was better than their, you know, double-digit draft pick uh, Peach Bowl team. Like, Chad, this goes back to the point that I've been making to you, though, on nightcaps the last couple nights, not tonight, but when we talked about Cincinnati being number 31 and getting the least amount of respect of anybody who's made the college football playoff. Yeah, respect. I, the only it's, team we it's lost annoying, was the top 10 but, team. Yeah, it's annoying. But – that's what great football teams look like. They have great players waiting behind great players. I talked to Eric Phillips today and I asked him, like, and Eric Phillips hasn't ascended to the level of great player yet, but he's now, his name is being called. Malik Vang is hurt, probably done for the year, might be he's, done for his career. He's damn sure made some plays this year, though. And Eric Phillips is stepping into that role and making a name for himself. That's how this shit works, man. Like another, another Cole Rain boy. Well, that kind of started. Th think about it. That's been going on. Anybody that listened to the the Garrett Campbell uh, interview from yeah. last night on the BBP when he said that they were, he said no disrespect to them, but at the time he was glad whenever he was getting reps against like My J and those guys because he wasn't going against uh, Marquise Cortez Copeland and, and Cope. Uh, yeah, so he wasn't going against it. like that's what you want. You want to like if we're having arguments over replacing a guy that was 26 for 35 for 337, two touchdowns, he had one interception that was, a, you know, he tried to force one, it got tipped, whatever. If you're talking about wanting to replace that guy, I guess we're in a good spot. Yeah. That, that, and that's it's the Evan stuff is so silly. It's so silly. Like, Okay, if Again, we're talking about putting Kiner in instead of instead of you know for to make him the guy out there, eighteen like, rushes for one hundred and one yards, right? And two touchdowns, and, and and they're different backs. Like sure. I, I talked about, I, well, I know and, every one and, of our podcasts that's coming up, but like they're different backs. And I, 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 the Kiner thing, there was kind of an injury to him on Saturday. He was dinged up. He cut his finger. To the point that he dapped somebody up on the sidelines and they like looked at their hand and there was blood. And they were like, what'd you do? And he's like, I didn't do anything. He had gloves on. And they were like, well, here. And they squeezed his finger and blood started squirting out of the glove. <laughs> I've seen this happen before in baseball. And they were like, uh, we got a problem inside there that <laughs> we got to get to the bottom of. Which is why his his carries were limited. Like sometimes there is stuff going on, weird shit that we don't know about. And that's the other point that I've made several times here. Is it's nice at the running back position where like what like and Ryan Montgomery, Ryan Montgomery week, I think is going to be back this week. So you you can rotate a guy in, and you're not really like you're getting a different look. Yeah. Whereas Kiner's looking for, probably Kiner looks for some contact, and and is making his headway that way. You've got a guy like you know you can bring Chuck in. You got the speed there. Like you, you just you have Chunk. You still, what? Okay, you're trying to make that a thing. Um, 
when you, you can rotate these guys Trump, out and you Jeff. and you're not you're not losing really anything outside of it being a different type of running back. I think the interesting thing about Chuck is Trump. he's been real like surprisingly good between the tackles. Have there been some plays where he's been stopped at the line of scrimmage? Yes, but when you're running inside zone, there are going to be plays where you get tackled. But there are also going to be if if you have a guy that can can do it, chunk plays, which Aaron doesn't have any understanding of a chunk play. It needs to be twenty or better. Well, then chunk has be- like like one, two, the whole like. You're you're defeating the purpose of me calling him that. No, call, you're call your him, double standarding oh, what yeah. a chunk play is. Hundred percent, and, and that's fine. Chad disagrees. Hundred percent. Chad disagrees with Aaron's. Hundred percent. I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth with this one, and I'm totally okay with that. But if I'm going by the Luke Fickle definition, he is Chunk McClelland. If I am going by my definition, maybe not Chunk McClelland. I I just like. Can we let this team? Find it like if if they win tomorrow, they go three and one in out of conference play, and they go into American Athletic Conference play. Clearly, clearly, Saturday, not the Saturday. best team in this league. No one's playing tomorrow. Saturday, you know what I mean. Somebody's playing tomorrow. There's no match Anyhow. on Wednesdays. Anyhow, we're not to match on Wednesdays yet. They haven't started Mac play. Saturday. That's Max and Aaron right there. I get you. <laughs> Jeff, did you see that um uh we have two guys that wanna wanna come up with money? I did see that. I was commenting, but Aaron put me in timeout and wiped out all my comments. <laughs> that wanna come up with Matt money to force Aaron to do the AAC recap next year when UC's no longer in the AAC. I saw I, it and I agreed with it, and then that. Aaron booted me out of chat. Chad, you know that again. You, that's that two weeks in a row. You, you and I have to do that together. You know that, right? Oh, but I have fun tormenting you. I, Lamar Howard. You, you, you think that the the work I'm doing right now is subpar? <laughs> Just wait. If I have to cover this shit again, you're gonna get scores. I'm not, I'm, I don't care who did anything. You're gonna get scores. <laughs> Hunter wants to know if we think that the, we'll clean up the penalties this week. No, I think this is who this mm-hmm. team is. This is I, us. I think <laughs> this you would hope. Are. This is. I, I would. I would hope as the season progresses, the pre-snap offensive line penalties, the procedural go, stuff, yeah, and go away. Two two of this week's penalties, in all fairness, were on John Williams, who is not three. A starter. Was it? Was it three? Yeah. All right. And, and he was he, he got, was the illegal man downfield, and then he got pulled, and they put Tunstall back in. And James was not happy about that. Nor should he be. He, he <laughs> earned it. He earned that time on the sideline. Right. Uh, he was. He, he had two false starts, and before that, he was the illegal man downfield. That's the that one. wiped out the Prater that's, run. That's the one I was missing. So yeah. Um. I, I just like in order to be great, in order to be a team that is a top ten program. And year after year after year competes at the highest level of the sport. You have to have Evan Prater on the bench. You have to have Corey Kiner on the bench. And 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 those two names are just because they're the two guys that everybody is talking about right now. That's what Luther didn't understand. 
That's that's what Luther didn't understand. Right. What that means is talent replaces talent, replaces talent, replaces talent, and you keep the train rolling. You don't do that if there's this massive drop-off because you had nine guys go to the NFL and the team stinks this year. That's not how it works. Then you're just another flash in the pan. You're a team from Florida somewhere. Well, I think we're cutting into our Indiana Cincinnati preview. I turned it down this week, Chad. (laughs) But we are clearly previewing Indiana Cincinnati. It's only on 96 this time. Now it's on 45. The boys are back home, back in Nippert. Uh, I still have two tickets for sale, by the way, uh, for the second row. In the but Bearcat he's not area. selling those on the Bearcat uh, Nation Facebook group. Because I don't list I, I list them on Twitter, not, not, in, not on Facebook. I know, that's what I'm saying. Thank you for not. If you want, list them in the banks. Ooh, the banks. Um, we'll, we'll do all right. Uh, Tobler hit me up, and I have not heard yet back from Tobler after I responded. So. Oh, so you like. You like that? I'm waiting. Like, I'm waiting to respond to everybody else because Tobler hit me up. He was the only person that I was already friends with, and I'm like, the only way Tober can have him is if he comes on the show. Ed, you woke up Stephen's dog. <laughs> I apologize, Stephen. <laughs> I will turn it down a little bit more. <laughs> so, so last anyway, week we did fifty. Indiana, Indiana comes in undefeated. They are a Big Ten undefeated team, and uh, some not all three and O's are uh, made the same. Luke Fickle talked about it in his presser today that if he were Indiana's coach, he would have circled this game, and this would be the game that would mean the most to him after getting shellacked in Indiana in, in front in of the Lo- biggest Bloomington. crowd that they've had for a non-conference game in. They decades. ran out of water. Jeff, they ran out of water. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Nippert running out of water? Yeah, it's not good. They ran out of beer. They ran out of water. They ran out of everything. It's like Pitt in 2009 running out of hot chocolate. Well, they ran out of fans, and then the fans tried to come back in, if you remember that correctly. I just, I, I would like to see them start off. Fast. Um, I know that's something every coach everywhere says. And every that, was says Virginia, but... Aaron. that was West Virginia. Ooh, Aaron. You're right. You're right. Oh, I thought so, I had you. Let's, you know, let, ass. Let, let's maybe cut Dumb down ass. on some of the procedural penalties. Um, let's start fat. This is a, this is a game that Cincinnati absolutely should win. Um, and I think win handily as long as they, you know, take care of business early on so that they're not fighting out of a hole again. At the end of the day, you got it. It's a Big Ten team. Like this, this is what gets you back on track. Yeah. If you want people to respect you, this this win. R E S P E C. I mean, let, let's say you win. If you win, me. Me. If you win I, I that Arkansas game at the beginning of the year, you're probably second to me, second to me, second. top 15, 12, something like that. Instead of sitting at like thirty one behind, 31. you know, all Absolute. these other teams. I mean, I guess that Oregon loss to Georgia doesn't look as bad because Georgia looks like probably the best college football team of all time. Yeah, but how um, how much did the voters shit on Arkansas because they lost to Cincinnati if the tables are turned, right? Yeah. Uh, to where I, we, I don't we, know. Maybe, maybe we aren't 
top 15. But if I don't know that they shoot up in the rankings because I don't think is, it, is Indiana ranked. Are they ranked at? The, I don't. I don't believe no. they're ranked. I don't think they're even in the like those receiving votes in the bottom. So yeah, they're. Um... Yeah, I don't. I don't think we shoot up in the rankings. I think we crack the top twenty-five. No, they're not ranked. Are Number seventy-two in, the... in no, ESPN. Yeah, that's, that's no, they're, shit. They're not even. Yeah, there's. Oh, that was back in May. Never mind. Sorry. No, after after week four, they are not ranked and are not even receiving votes. All right, so, so if, if rank if rankings are your thing, that Matt, that's Matt what that is. Seventeen point favorites. I, I think that they opened it. I think fifteen. So 14. okay, that's, so fourteen, that's, that's, and now they're seventeen. That's the biggest spread that we've had. Uh, obviously, not in Arkansas, um, but they should be zero and three. Indiana should be zero and three. They yeah. almost lost to Western Kentucky and Idaho. Take care of business. Do what you got to do. Win games, and we should play to win the so, game. So oh, man, they that's... they won thirty three thirty in overtime um, against Western Kentucky. They won thirty five twenty two against Idaho. Uh, and they won twenty three to twenty over Illinois. All games they were losing in the fourth quarter. And Illinois is two and one uh, thus far. Trash with their wins, with their wins coming over Virginia and Wyoming. So, and Ed's heard enough about that. I'm, that wasn't me. The Wes Miller recruiting segment. Chad is still here. Chad, it's been a week since last week. There's been a lot of things going on, a lot of rumors around. I told everybody two and a half weeks ago that shit was about to get wild and that this program was about to be playing high-stakes poker at a lot of tables. And here we are. I wasn't kidding. This dude is from North Carolina. He is used to a certain standard <laughs> when it comes to understanding what it takes to win at the highest level. This shit He's is bringing different. that standard to Cincinnati. Period. When was the last time we had a coach who literally was just like, this is the best player that I'm, these are the players I'm going after, and I don't care who else is going after them. I'm doing it. When was the last time? Uh, Oscar. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I got my pictures, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. Um, I hate you. Uh, you don't hate me. You love me. I mean, when you when you start looking at, I mean, I, kn- I know that there was there were some like recruiting wish lists that that went out um, that left. Uh, a certain individual off that was here last weekend. You we don't have to actually like mention who we, we talked about. Out, but... We got we got to a, a good deal of this on the nightcap tonight, so make sure you go watch that too. Yep. Get it's a, after this. It's a, after this, it's a short form, short form version. I'm sure it's probably what is it like? Probably like 20 minutes long. 20. Uh, I think I think we even went 21 tonight. That's how. That's so there how you go. So 
there will be other other talk uh, if you want some other views that if yeah. you didn't make it this long. Uh, but you've got uh, well, we have Rayvon Griffith. He he's already committed. That is that is correct. The commit for now, correct. Correct. That's, that's correct. where we're at. Yes. Um, then you've got uh, I hope I don't butcher his name, Flory Badunga. Is that right? That is correct, sir. And if we he, don't, <laughs> and he was he 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 was crystal balled by two four seven, right? Uh, by well, let me just say this: if we don't, if we don't play into that given, game, given a lot of things that, and hold on, okay, I got you, sir. Given a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes, the people at Indiana University are not happy with the University of Cincinnati right now. Well, that's I'm not gonna be happy after Saturday either, but you know. Cincinnati is is working to, and if you are on Bearcat Journal and you, you you are following what's going on, Cincinnati is working to take away what is maybe Indiana's biggest pipeline in the, the AAU circuit. Oh. Sorry about that's, your luck. That's the connection to the Indiana Elite AAU basketball program, who Flory Badunga plays for. And and here's here's the other thing is like I mean you talk about you talk about West being a North Carolina guy and you know this is the standard he's used to yada 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 his ability and his staff's ability to locate individuals wherever they may be ranked because uh, Badunga wasn't even he wasn't even in the ranking he wasn't at even all. ranked I mean he had and then he the jumps first, up he's the- like. Four, three. He's up four, to what? Four, two. five, six, something like that. He, he's between um, two and four, like in the major services. So right you now. got that. You've got a guy like Isaiah Collier who um, was in the thirties. Who who the Bearcats have treated like a number one recruit in the country since they started. I mean, you, you hear that from his coach. I think uh, it was in the Justin Williams article today. Um, so if you have a subscription to the Athletic, go read that article. Um, it was very good. It's very, very good. Uh, I don't think there's ever a Justin Williams article that I say is not very good. So go read it. Uh, it's worth the subscription. And I think right now you can get it like whatever, 70% yeah. off or something. Uh, but to target guys that aren't necessarily the number one guy at that time because they see what they can be and and to treat them as such when they aren't at necessarily that ranking level that the rest of the country is all of a sudden they still wait catching until, up to right right everybody's it, catching up to their evaluation is something that you know we should are that should count for something sure I, uh, I the first game this spring that I was at the first game this spring I was at AAU is that what you're talking about yeah was, was okay. a Florida, well a Florida Bedunga game and Cincinnati staff was right there front and center and I I talked about I, I tweeted. The first thing I tweeted from my AAU coverage this spring and summer was it's really fun and the paraphrasing, I don't know the it's really fun seeing a lottery pick before anybody knows who they are. And the only reason I was there was because the Cincinnati staff, that was the first game that they were watching in that evaluation period of the spring was to go see Flory Badunga. They knew 
they knew. You'll, came... you'll love this, Jeff. His high school coach. Do you remember uh, the Peek and Paul kid that played for Indiana, Purdue, or uh, Fort Wayne? I think I, I think I read the. Go ahead. That's his high school coach. That is somebody that Mike Roberts has a very close relationship with. Well, they, I, I read there was an article. It was actually from the Athletic from over the summer. Uh, Seth Davis wrote it, uh, where they talked to. I don't know if I think she is like the. The high school he went to in Indiana because he came over here from uh, what Congo. the Democratic Republic Congo. of Congo. Yep, um, he's from Congo. She said that you know they they this academy whatever they they get a lot of kids from outside the they country. They specialize in their uh, international program. They actually have like dorms on campus for these kids. Like they they bring in a hundred hundred and fifty international kids a year. So she said, she said that they, um, usually the international kid, like, they're like, Hey, I like sports when they do their interview yeah. to bring them up. I like sports. This is what I play. Yada, yada, yada. And she's like, you know, a lot of times they get here and they realize like sports where they came from aren't at the same level as sports here. And, you know, maybe they still play when they get here, but whatever. He gave her his height in centimeters. <laughs> and so she was like, and she's like, gotta well, look I mean, that up. She's like, okay, well, he's tall. And then he got here, and you know, he hadn't been playing basketball very long. Uh, but then his coach realized, like, very quickly that he is special. Yeah. Um, and special, like special, special, special. And he only weighs he only weighs like two hundred fifteen pounds right now, right? Or maybe he's, he's a little, little bigger than he's, he's a little bigger than that probably. But he's he's not filled out yet. Get but that. He's, the, he's the, the monster. Got the frame. The got the frame. Well, the word that they wrote was chiseled. Yeah, um, he's got the frame. so. He's, he's like get me. him in, get him in the monster factory and let's see what we can do. Uh, so this uh, back to my original point: the staff's ability to locate kids that aren't yet at the top of the rankings and realize that it's a a special kid that will likely launch to the top of the rankings. I mean, you're looking at potentially if you Collier being a number one kid in the country, mm-hmm. potentially coming here. I mean, we're in the running. Mm-hmm. And, and if you see, I know like if you look at his, cause he tweeted out today that he was going to be making his commitment date known sometime soon, whether his commitment. Yeah, date so date- let's, let's make that clear because there's some idiots on the internet that are, 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 are trying to clickbait people into uh, subscribing for things that that info that's not correct. Yeah, as soon as I hit, and, as soon as and, I put the subscribe banner across the bottom, things. No, 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 no. You well, can subscribe free to here. Subscribe on YouTube and Twitch. It's it definitely subscribe. Looking at you, rivals. So the thing is, is he he's he's saying that he is putting out his commitment date. Not yeah. He's not, not committing. He's, right. He's putting out the date that he will commit. And if you want to read whatever tea leaves you want to read and decide whatever you want to decide, do that on your own. You don't need to go anywhere special. Um, also, uh, just real you, quick, Jeff Jeff Gentile um, has tweeted, and these aren't official numbers, uh, but 359 numbers. Yeah, unofficial numbers, but 359 comments slash gifts on the Collier, Collier tweet. Sorry. Two for Michigan, one for uh, USC, 356 for UC. <laughs> it's Is not that far a good thing? off. The, there the, were 
there were maybe a, like three more Michigan tweets than Jeff gave credit for. Okay, all right. But you guys dominated the the, the UC fan base. UC, I think what a yeah. lot a lot of these a lot of the and you know what a lot of these kids they they feel the love whenever they start when yes. UC coaches and that goes for starving football. for that, this shit. We're starving. Hell, that for even basketball. goes all the way to like women's tennis. Like when they were tweeting out that they were bringing in all these like big time girls tennis, like yeah, women, yeah five star women. Th- those those girls were getting blown. I mean, it is blown up too. Like it is what it is. Um, but if you bring in Collier and he ends up as the number one player in the country, which he should be, say you bring him in, but don't get on on pace to potentially also be at least a top five guy by the end of that, maybe even another number one. I, so I, I think he's the best player in 2024. Personally, he's the best player I've seen in the 2024 class. And then who, and then Sampto was here last weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And he's currently in the 2024 class. Yeah. He's I, top 30, right? So in that top an, 30 range. So what you're seeing here is a, Jeff, I, I put up another kid tonight. That Wes, Wes is going to spend tomorrow with Arndt and Page and Isaiah Collier in Atlanta all yeah. day. Okay. And then Thursday, he's going to see a kid named Ace Bailey, who's from Atlanta, who's Wait. number eight in 2024. Chad, Another quick. high five-star. And then when he's done seeing him, he's going to go see Samto. Like, this is recruiting at a level... That we don't, that we aren't used to here. <laughs> never, it like, never happened. Never happened here. Not hugs. Not like this. No. Not, not even no. hugs was doing this. No, not hugs, like this, well, man. we didn't have social media back then. But you're right. Hugs was at the community college, which was great. That was what you had to do at the time. Well, but, I mean, yeah. you know, the if you look it's different, if you look at the 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 1999 class, Demar <laughs> Satterfield. I had to put the ring light on. I didn't think I was going to be staying this long, but you guys have advertised the shit out of me being here now. So yep. I can't go anywhere. Wave to the fans. Thank you. You can thank your partner <laughs> for that. Um, like, there, there's a, they, there was a couple top 30 kids in 2024 they popped up on that didn't even move the needle. People were just like, we're busy right now. Like, we'll get to those. We'll get to those almost five stars down the road. Okay, like like Jace Richardson. You know who Jace Richardson is, Jeff? He's probably the son of somebody. Jay Rich? Jason Richardson? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but is, is, is that what, like... This is West, man. But that's... I'm here that, for That's it. the excitement level. I mean, yes. that's that, that coupled with... That coupled with like the move to the Big Twelve, right? Well, that's like, what we, this we is can't, all about, right? And like, so, you, but you have the move to the Big Twelve, and then you also have—I mean, you you can't downplay the the success of the football team meshing back the in momentum, with that. Yeah, the, the momentum. momentum that that gave the the athletic department and the fan base, right? Like, if we don't go through the prior regime, sure. if we don't go through the prior regime here, where there was so so much hate built. And then the excitement level that came in with the the new hire, similar Previous to what happened with regime. football. What did I say? Prior. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, right. Um. You you can't downplay what that has done, 
And then, like we said, when there are kids, when they're, I mean, most of the time, our fans are smart enough about the way that they hype up the, the recruits that are coming send, in. Send, send gifts, like hype it There's up. some silliness that happens with sure. whatnot, like, oh, I, I, I can't believe, whatever. Like, be smart about it. You know, we can we can interact with them and hype them up in, in every way to let them know if you come here, you, you're going to, you know, you're going to get the energy from from the, the student section, from, you know, the alumni, from the fans of the team. You're going to have that. And, and then way, you're we will also, bring the, we will bring the energy. Like, it, there's no question about it. you're also going to have, I mean, there, there's so much, so much happening within the athletic department with, like, the facilities and what they are able to do for them. I don't think, I mean, you can't go, uh, it's me as a Cincinnati fan telling these kids, like, you can't go wrong coming here. But if you go somewhere else, like, I wish you success. As I told Aaron on the nightcap, if you're going to the game, if you're going to be on campus, make a sign for Jizzle James, Arnton Page, walk by the, the tailgate, the basketball tailgate that's right by the Oscar statue and give them a, ah, like, chant their name in the student section for the students that are listening. This is important to get this ball rolling in 2023. Because if you get the ball rolling with a Jizzle James and an Arrington Page and then an Isaiah Collier, and now everybody is looking at Cincinnati as kind of the new, trendy, hot thing. And they finish with a top five recruiting class. And then they're stacking in 24, like we know that they're looking to do. Like this momentum right now, right now, between now and signing day, which is in the second Wednesday, starts the second Wednesday of November. The momentum between now and then is maybe the most critical period this program has seen in two decades. Ever. Because here's the thing: is you're rolling, you're rolling into the Big Twelve, and mm-hmm. you can't roll you go into, in there with a bad roster. You're going to get dog walked, and you're going to be suddenly. You are not going to have the same momentum that you have right now to capture to get these kids to say, "Look, right, you know, we're building to this. Like we're building into the best basketball conference. This is you know where we're headed, and you can help take us there." But if you if you roll in there with you know, uh, a, a roster of, you know, cast off from 12 and 17 the first year. Like it, it, it's all bad. And then you're, everybody's looking around, you know, and right. maybe, 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 you know, we have to buy football so do tickets your part to be able to get into weekend. it. Do your part. If you see those guys in a classy don't, way, don't be crazy in a classy way, do your part. Let's not scare yeah. them off. Right. Selfie with them. Don't be crazy. But just, <laughs> But ask first, like don't 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 be out hey, of pocket. You hey, mind if I take hey. a selfie with you? Jizzle, go go <laughs> by go by before you've drank too much. Yeah, yeah. Aaron, speaking from experience, Aaron says, say your piece and move Fair. on, and let somebody else so that they know, like this is this is the spot to be. We want you here. We will cheer for you here. Let's do Matt, it. Don't be stupid. Come on. I, I, I was always I was always trying to say hi to the to the old heads when I was drinking too much, not yeah. not the young guys. Bearcatjournal.com, Matt. Daniel says Ed, Ed. don't go near them. It's <laughs> <laughs> great advice. It's great advice. If I see Jizzle James on on campus, I, I I'm just letting them know that I'm buy, the first one buying this jersey. 
do you have do you have his dad's jersey to like show him how much you support him? Yeah, no, you should, but if I need to go find it on go eBay, I will. You probably should find one by Saturday. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be imagine. Imagine if there's like if there's like fifty people in Edger and yeah. James jerseys at the game on Saturday. Yeah. That would be wild. <laughs> that's, that's, hey, if anybody if anybody can start that ball rolling, Chad, uh, I think uh, <laughs> yeah, just maybe a little. Maybe tweet. I'll put it on Twitter tonight. Just yeah. how many people can we get in Edger and James jerseys at the game on Saturday? That'd be, that would be something. <laughs> maybe one of those t-shirt companies can uh, fire off a whole bunch of Edger and James like t-shirt jerseys. We know maybe. a guy. Maybe. Those t-shirts are like ideas. <laughs> I got ideas. I got hey, they are out on the internet, guys. I mean, there is one for $30 or best offer. There's a $10 or best offer. I mean, this can happen. It's Tuesday night. You should be able to get it by Friday, right? I mean, some yep. of these have free shipping. Yeah, but free shipping is not necessarily going to get... Uh, That's fair. You're right. No, you're right. It's not going to get here on time. So, I mean, they have to be coming from Indianapolis. Maybe we just can meet them halfway. I mean, I, I could, <laughs> I, I, I'm, okay. sure, I'm sure we'll there's, the I'm sure there's a t-shirt sound? company that we work with that if they wanted to do it, maybe they could print off a bunch of them for a good cause. Chad, anything else you want to add as we uh, look into West Miller recruiting? No, I mean, it's, it's fun, man. Like yeah. it, it's fun to be relevant again. It's fun. It hasn't been this like, fun in a while. It's fun to like every name that pops up is top. You see if they're, the, you if see they're the outside the top pop? fifty, you're shocked. They're outside the top fifty, you're like, when you see when you see these big names pop up with a little C Paul under there, and right. there's only like one or two other teams with it, and you're like, oh yeah, that if that guy commits here, it's not just uh, he he's not keeping us on his list as a favor, Matt. I'll, I'll just go ahead and Let's see what Matt. you did there, Jeff. I did too. Matt, look up, look up the name Drew Adams. And uh, then somebody might need to be in timeout. Understand some things. I'm not going to put Daniel in timeout, but uh, Daniel, calm down. Let, let's. Why? Why live in the past right now? Why? <laughs> why worry about any of that shit? I found a pair of shoes at the uh, Dick's Outlet Store over in. Um, Dick Sporting Goods Outlet Store, Jeff, over in Kenwood. And I was like, ooh, these are nice shoes. I was going to buy them. They had it Wisconsin logos on them, so I did not. Hey, should leave those where they're at. Yeah. All right. Oh. Um, I know, Matt, I'm just I'm messing with you, too. I'm messing with you back. We're having a playful back and forth. Because you're trying to see how far you can get me to go <laughs> in what I will say on this podcast tonight. I think I think I heard the noise though. So, bye, Chad. Are we waiting? There we go. All right, I'm gonna start lightning round off this week because I didn't have one last week that was worth a darn. Uh, stop playing college football games in NFL. Yes. Stadiums. Okay. It All is right. absolutely ridiculous. You, when the the camera pans around and like. Miami doesn't open the top deck because they can't fill it. Uh, Luke Fickle said today on in his presser, like he was sure that UC would have filled it if, and we would have opened the top deck down there. 
Um, Jeff, Miami didn't even go down into their seats because they were directly in the sun and their ivory skin couldn't handle that. As it panned around and then you sent a picture of uh, UCLA in the Rose Bowl, which I know is not an NFL stadium, but apparently UCLA also can't fill uh, their right. own home stadium with any more than, and I guess it's the first week of, of class there. And, you know, that's like... Moving weekend, yeah. Moving weekend and there's, I don't know, like 15 kids in the stands. Um, it's like 30 miles away. Troy Aikman said that they should just build a 30,000 seat uh, stadium on campus. I don't know where they would end up putting that, but back to my original point, I'm tired of seeing it, it's not the same atmosphere. It's not. Just put, Have you guys seen the very first never done before sauce trading card with sauce on it? Well, this was not the next topic, but go on. Oh, you're right. I skipped the topic. That's fine. Uh, this card is being auctioned off by Sauce Gardner. What's and it currently at? Do you have Buffalo that Wild up? Wings? I do have that pulled up. The current bid is forty thousand and one dollar. Is still at forty oh one. Forty thousand and one dollar. Um, I also want this to be known. I they kind of took this idea from me. I, I had this idea. I put sauce sauce on a card and then sign it. My idea was to have, yeah, the, to get a card and put, like, actually, my idea was to have him sign it in sauce, but, you know, that's fine. You don't think they already had that idea when they asked him to? No, I think they found my idea on the internet and took it, but, you know, yeah. it is, it is what I mean, it is. He, he signed it there. That was how he was signing things. Cincinnati is a great city with lots of rich history and entertainment. And for those of you who have ever been to this city, looking at you, one particular person who is leaving the city and doing it with a clearly a bad taste in your mouth, uh, maybe you worked for PFF, and we won't mention any names here in this space, um, but I'm just saying, this city has a lot of, of rich history, the German culture, they have some things that maybe you've seen, maybe you haven't, I don't know if you ventured out of your apartment, house, home, wherever you were, uh, but there's a lot to do in the city. And if you had literally not a good thing to say about this entire city in the five years you were here, I just kind of feel bad for you. Is it me again? Yes. Um, do you guys hear the big news this week? Reds Fest. Reds Fest is back, and I believe <laughs> Caleb will be signing autographs as the first person to catch six, almost seven home runs in one season. He'll be signing autographs all season, all weekend long. Make sure you check that out. I Bring a ball. That's, that's not a thing that's happening. He might have a ball it's or not, two that that's, you can. He just wanted to, to share that again. He shared that again because it bombed when he put it out on Twitter. No, this is a new one. See, this has the Reds Fest logo on it, and it says I'll be signing autographs all week long. So I just I just made this one. Next. Fair. I can't hit the buzzer right now. Go ahead. Uh, Next. Well, um, did you did you guys see the punt that hit the scoreboard in the Bengals Dallas game that they then decided didn't hit it? They couldn't because they couldn't tell. find a camera angle, and then suddenly the broadcast had a camera angle of the ball very clearly. How do they the not have the scoreboard? How do, how do they not have camera angles? They did. There was a camera angle, but no, apparently... I'm, I'm and saying, then, I'm saying, why did it take so long to get that camera angle? Like, why don't they have all camera angles readily accessible and then, the people in the tent or looking at the, the, the windows? Oh, unreal. 
And well, the, the other the other thing with it was the announcers were like, "Well, it's not a big deal. That's where they're gonna end. That's where they would end up with the ball anyway." Who knows? How do you know that? You don't. We don't. Because guess what, Trent Hill. All right, Ed, I did this for you today. There is one team that continues to tie or win. They won. They don't lose. So I did wear this for you. That is a shirt. And FC also, Cincinnati played at 9.30 on so Saturday night. 9.30 p.m. I can't remember who they played. Um, awesome. I don't remember who they played. Who cares? They won. It was a great game. They it won. Real Salt Lake. I did this for you, Ed. You're welcome. Great game. Thank you. Oh, it's me. Uh, Joey Votto is on TV again. Um, and now he's cracking jokes at Barry Larkin. Barry Larkin asked him if he's seen um, uh, Aquino's new new uh, approach to the plate. And Joey Votto said, no, Barry, I don't watch TV. Huh. Interesting. Or something like that. But this is, what, the fifth time that he's been on TV since he's been injured for the rest of the year? Not I to mention, know. he's also been hitting up some, some high school football games. So good for him. He's, he's working on his... Next chapter. Here for it. Pumpkin beer. Are you guys a fan? I actually have some pumpkin beer upstairs in the fridge. Good. Pumpkin. I think I had one. Yeah, I was drinking one last night during the while I was RPing. Now I have to tell you guys this. Michelle and I went to um Jungle Gyms and we were day drinking uh while we were shopping today, or this was yesterday, Jungle Gyms. They're, they have a, it's Down East Brewery. They have a pumpkin cider beer that is delicious. Pumpkin is gross. That's fine. I do like pumpkin donuts, though. Ooh, pumpkin donuts do sound good, actually. All right. I wanted to take this last opportunity for anyone who is still here. Let us know how we did tonight. Let us know in the comments on YouTube. Let us know on Twitter. Let us know on the bcj boards wherever you want to let us know let us know what you like what you dislike how we can continue to improve we want to continue to put forth the really the best effort that we can week upon week and with this new format with the uh, timeouts as we're doing um we're just we're, we're trying to continue to give you the best product that we can so let us know your thoughts yeah i just Second that this one did go a little longer than what our new format has been going, but we had uh, some we had some big uh some big news to talk about in the uh in the basketball world, which we haven't really had a lot of recently. I think their first practice, open practice at least for uh media and stuff is on the twenty sixth. Um and I'm sure that there will be plenty of information on the Bearcat Journal boards. Uh so you should probably go subscribe there. It's not that expensive and it's worth it. And make sure you hit uh, subscribe on our YouTube channel and our Twitch channel if you wouldn't mind, please. We gotta get that count up. Looks like we looks like we gained about five uh, subscribers tonight, so that's nice. that's good. Um, and make and sure I you think click on the our like Twitch button. channel. It helps the algorithm. Yeah, and I think on our Twitch channel, I think we're gonna start playing some Madden. Yes, we're, get, we're getting there. So sounds good. Hit yeah, you, the anybody the anybody also, gonna hit the bum of the week? Oh, I hit the bum of the week. Yeah. You're training like a damn bum, you know that. Bum. A bum. You are a bum. You're a bum. And that's all you'll ever be. A bum. Oh, that hurts, man. Ed, this one goes out to your brother, Greg. That's not on the list. Who is an oh. Arizona State fan. 
That is Arizona State did Herm Edwards dirty this week. You can tell Greg I said that. He might be listening. Maybe uh, he hasn't been in. The, he's normally in the chat when he's listening. So Greg put put something in the chat. Um, Herm Edwards got fired in the end zone by what? At least by what everybody took that video for for what it was. Um, if he was actually fired there in the end zone and said, or or even if they said, hey, it's it's time that we had a talk. I just felt like the, the aesthetics of what whatever that was. Not the time or the place. Inappropriate. And I don't feel like any coach, whether and obviously uh in, in the group chat that we're in, um some some other people were offended that it was a black man that was treated that way in the end zone. Um white, black, I don't care. Unless you do something wildly egregious that that goes against the rules of just regular law. <laughs> Um, or or something happens where like players are fight like I don't know just something crazy happens on the field. I was gonna say I can't think of any time where it would be okay to to fire a coach. Like I mean, it shouldn't ever happen this way. It was it, it wasn't a good look for the school. It wasn't a good look for Herm. It wasn't a good look for the AD. It wasn't a good look for the president. It wasn't a good look for anybody involved. It wasn't. It, it was terrible aesthetically for the way that Herm Edwards appeared to be fired on the field post game. And I know we've heard of tarmac firings and I, I don't know how to feel about that either. Uh, yeah, I, is... I just, I, I think that in an office in private is the best way to handle something like this. Like even Tommy Tuberville, like telling a kid to go to hell, get a job. Like, are you going to grab him by the scruff of his neck and, and pull him aside and be like, no, like this isn't how we do things. You're fired. Like, it wasn't good. No, no, it wasn't good at all. Any last thoughts before uh, Aaron sends us out of here? You got, you got wrestling minute, Ed. Uh, no, I'm struggling with the wrestling minute right now. But you know, there. Welcome back, MJF. You know, there, my guy. Is it? Is it- I mean, don't they have a whole new leadership right now where you're just missing out on all all of the groundwork that they're laying for WWF? Well, it's not or WWE, w- sorry. It's not WWF or WWE like, is not, I'm following it. I'm almost following two decades. It. I'm following it. It's just I haven't I haven't taken notes while watching it. Let's just let's be flat out honest here. I haven't been, I haven't taken notes while watching it. And so I need to start doing that. I just start watching it. I'm eating some popcorn and then I'm like crap, forgot to take notes. All right. Is there anything? Wrap it up. Is there anything fun or interesting going on? If you had a minute, yeah. I mean, Kevin Owens is out here putting people in their spot, telling them to be interesting, be like, like, be. If you want to be a champion, act like a freaking champion, which is pretty awesome. And then MJF got married this weekend, so congratulations to him. Who's that? That's a guy called Cincinnati Mid that Andrew Maxwell and Ed, Jacob Ed, Freeman. Yeah, that Ed's now a big fan of. So. All right. Well. With his Burberry scarf. All right. Well, that was another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. Thank you to those who joined us because Chad was with us talking basketball recruiting, and maybe you stuck around for the rest of our shenanigans. Uh, but for Chad Brendel, for the self-proclaimed best producer in the city at Mayhall, for Jeff Howell, where you can catch him every Sunday on the Bearcat Brunch at 930, 
I am Aaron Smith, and we're out. Bye. Bye. Bye.